everybody, the SWP is brought to you by All Insurance Ontario and Jim K. Ford, where you can custom order your next Ford vehicle to ensure you get the exact vehicle you want at the right time. Easy steps. Jump online at jimkford.com, select your vehicle, choose your model, trim, and options. Then the Jim K. Ford team will contact you to confirm your selections and pricing and answer all your questions before your order is placed. Easy as that. Your vehicle created your way. Jim K. Ford, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans or jimkford.com. I dealt with an SWP listener just the other day. They had the wife's car with one company, the house was with another, and the husband's car was with a third. The fourth policy was fine for the cottage in Quebec. Anyways, now they know, and we've got an amalgamated plan going forward. We even saved a whack of money doing it. Text me, Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario, 613-801-2659. Your modern boutique broker. Welcome to it, ladies and gentlemen. It is the SWP, the Steve Warren Project, all about sports and whatever, making the world a brighter place one episode at a time. Steve Warren along with Jim Jerome. James, how are you today? Stevie, I'm all good, man. Uh, Great. I think my neighbor's pulling a fast one. Uh-oh, what's uh, happening? And I get the I, I get the idea, okay? So uh, she's got a bunch of stuff, okay, that she doesn't use anymore some patio furniture and, you know, some outdoor stuff. And uh, so she just phoned me saying, how about you come and look at all this great stuff I have, right? Okay. And uh, you can have it all. I'd like you to take it all, right? Uh-huh. So I go look at it. It's, it's okay, you know, it's okay. And uh, I said, okay, I'll, I'll take it, I guess, you know. Uh, it was a scam, Stevie. What? She's trying to get me to haul her garbage away from her house. Huh? Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, you can't, you know. Not well, a why were you move, interested in her garbage? Well, I, that's what I was saying. I went over, so I kind of looked at it. I guess I'll take it. And she was like, you know, dusting her hands off going, great, now I don't have to take it to the dump. You know, I'm going, oh, good one, good one, okay. So I'm hooked into taking a bunch of shit that I will end up taking to the dump. <laughs> jeez. <laughs> Man, there's a sucker born every minute. Here's yeah, my garbage. Come take this away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And do you mind those green garbage bags full of food there that are wrapped up on the curb? Do you want to take those too? Okay, I get it. I see what you're trying to do to me. Yeah. Anyway. Too funny. Too I like funny. Yeah. All right, let's jump in because yes, sir. we've been talking all week about this live golf tour and the plot thickens once again. More and more names coming out of PGA players who are making the jump to this weekend's tournament. And now, and, and I was wondering about this, because this is something I think the PGA needed to do, just give some real clarity as to what happens. Are you going to be right. welcome back with open arms after you go to the Live Tour? Can you come back to the PGA in some capacity? Well, today, the PGA answered that loudly, and that would be no. They have suspended, as of today, all 17 members who are competing in the inaugural Live Golf Tournament this weekend and that's uh, here's the quote from Jay, Jay Monahan in the in the uh, press release. These players have made their choice for their own financial based reasons, but they cannot demand the same PGA Tour membership benefits, considerations, opportunities, and platform as you. That expectation disrespects you, our fans, and our partners. You've made a different choice, which is to abide abide by the tournament regulations you agreed to when you accomplished the dream of earning a PGA Tour card, and more importantly to compete as part of the preeminent organization in the world of professional golf. 
Right. We uh, we should have seen this coming, James. I'll tell you what, the, the commissioner couldn't be more wrong with everything he said there, okay? Here, here's what should have happened, Steve. The PGA, the PGA gets caught with their pants down about this thing, right? And they look at it and go, it'll never happen. You know, people have that, right? And now it's happening, right? So now they're kind of caught. You know, what they should be doing, Steve, is say, no problem. You can play in any events you want. Who cares, Steve? Who cares, right? They gotta, they're, they're not going to, this problem's not going to go away for them. It's not. Okay, this tour is there. You got the 17 guys. There's going to be more that are going to come. And here's the irony of that from Monaghan going, okay, we want Dustin and Patrick Reed and all these guys, whoever they are, you know, these 17 guys. And even if they're not named guys, okay, we want them to play on our tour. Okay, we need them to play on our tour. We want them to play on our tour. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to ban them from playing on our tour. It, it, it's just... No, no, boys, no. Okay, what you're going to do is you're going to talk to the live tour guys, Greg Norman, and you're going to sit down and go, okay, how can we let let's do non-conflicting events? The party's the party's over for the PGA, Steve. It's over. Okay, they don't have the exclusive anymore. They don't have the nuts. The players, by law, are allowed to do what they want. You can't tell them what they can do. Can you ban them from your event? Who knows? I don't think any player is going to come back and sue them. I, do, I don't think, you know, for for whatever reason that you're banning me and you're not allowed to, right? I, I guess it's their own deal. They can't. But they're going about it, Stevie, totally wrong. Stop, step back, get on the blower with the LIV guys, the live guys, and say, how can we make this work? Maybe they're going to lose two or three or four events, Steve, on the PGA Tour, okay? But if I'm the PGA guy, I'm going, you know what? We're going to give you all our guys. We're going to give you all our guys for four events, Okay, anyone who's allowed can go over, play it. We'll pick four weekends. We're going to lose the the, the uh, events here in Edmonton or in Edmonton in in America. Uh, but that's what they got to do, Steve. They got, you know, if Asia Stevie, okay, for for Monahan to go for financial gain, financial gain. It's like shut up, dude. All you guys ever do is everything is for financial gain. The PGA Tour. If if Asia Pacific Golf Stevie came forward, okay to the PGA Tour, right, and said, listen, we want three events over here in Asia, and we want all your PGA guys to come and play. We want them to be PGA Tour events, and we're going to do them. Now, by the way, okay, here's the carrot. We're going to pay for everything, okay? We're mm-hmm. going to cover the prize money. We're, gonna, we're going to uh, um, uh, give your sponsors extra money, Okay. We're going to do the TV deal. We're going to give you a chunk of that money. We're going to cover everything. Okay. We're going to cover and we're going to shoot you an extra fucking hundred million or something. Okay. Right. What's the PGA tour doing, Steve? They're waking up today going, this is a pretty strong deal, <laughs> right? This is a pretty strong deal. And and they would probably work with them, Steve. The, like I say, the party's over, man. It's, it's, you know, this thing didn't crumble 48 hours later. It didn't go away. Uh, and I think they're going about it totally wrong. I think they just sit down and go, okay, we've got to work with these people. We've got to, you know, and, yeah. and, and this is the dumbest thing ever that this guy did this morning. He should have said, come out see and goes, you know what? You're not banned. You're not banned. We're happy to have you. The day is over that we have an exclusive on you guys. We get it. We got to, you know, we got to do whatever we got to do, but this is what we're going to do. You're not banned. Nobody's banned, you know? And All and right. does the PJ look at it and say, okay, we got to give guys guaranteed money now? That's 
they never have before, Steve, but but is 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 that day here now because of what the live tour is doing to say, okay, may, maybe guys are guaranteed five hundred grand a year, you know, to I don't know, but they're 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 completely ass backwards about this thing. They're being All stupid. Right. So let me jump in then, and I've I've got a completely different take on it in that I think that everything you're saying would be appropriate if you were talking about the other tours like you can't really lump these guys in this live tour in with the european tour or any of the other ones like you know the the corn ferry tour or the pga canada you know the bottom line is the pga does not want to work with live golf because of their human rights records you know because i think everything you're saying there is is relevant if if the pga tour felt comfortable launching some sort of a partnership. I just don't think they want to do that because it would, you know, it would go against what they stand for. It's not just about money. It's about this other side. Well, that's fine. No problem. But, but don't ban guys from your tour when you want guys to be on your tour. You know, it, 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 I I understand what you're saying. You know, some, some of that, then I look at and go, okay, well, wait a minute. The gun laws are screwed up in America. Okay. And, and so, you know, until you fix that, you know, this is this is outrageous that these gun laws are, you know, not 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 anywhere near what they should be. OK, as an example, OK, or something like that, you know, hiring, hiring uh, protocols and stuff that they do with, you know, minimum wage. Steve is fucking shit. OK, mm-hmm. it's a, it's it's almost abusive what they're doing to people right now. You know, so, uh, you know, that's part of that. Right. It's OK. Where does this end then about about moral high ground, you know, and stuff like that. But uh, I, I get what you're saying. Okay, I get what you're saying, but but the as far as I know, Steve, and understand, the PGA Tour is not allowed to to uh, they're they're not allowed to not allow other guys go to go play somewhere else, right? So that's what they're doing. Their only repercussion, uh, you know, they think today is they come forward and go, okay, no problem, you're not allowed to play on our tour, and they just again, Stevie, they throw the sign up and going, I'm getting a hundred million. I'm getting 100 million. Do you think you telling me that I can't play in your tour is going to harm me? Right? It's not. It's not. The only question will be, Steve, and that's how they solve that problem, is when when the when the live tour came forward and said, okay, we want you to play. Let's use Dustin. Okay, we want you to play. And we and and that'll mean some rep- repercussions from the PGA tour. The difficulty will be when Dustin goes with his agent and says, hang on, I got to check with my sponsor, TaylorMade. So if TaylorMade comes forward and says, hey, pal, no go, okay, no go. We, we're, you know, whatever you make a year off us, 20, 30 million or whatever, we're not going to, we're not going to, uh, we're not going to abide by that if you, if you flake off and go play in this other tour. So Live Tour is really smart about that, Steve, okay? They're really smart. They know that's going to happen. They know the personal endorsements to these guys are going to be affected. So what do they do? Go, no problem. We'll cover that. We'll cover your deal with TaylorMade. Okay, what mm-hmm. about my RBC? We'll cover that. Okay, RBC pulled out on Dustin. We'll cover that. That's what they did, right? So they solved that whole problem. So, um, which which is you know, beyond fair for these players, right? It, right. It's, it's like taking another job, Steve, right? And you're going, well, you know, if I if I leave this job, uh, you know, I lose a bunch of benefits. I lose this. I lose that. I lose, blah blah blah. And the and the the new hire says, "Don't worry, we'll cover it." 
Yeah, well, no, that's all great. And, and they've chosen to take a new job. That's what it comes down to. And it's a job that the PGA Tour doesn't like. The PGA Tour commissioner did the right thing here, I think, from a business standpoint. Because all these guys on the Live Tour, they're going to play on the Live Tour and they're going, la, 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 come in and make the big money, la, 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 la. And then when it comes time for the Masters to come around, I'm going to go back to the PGA Tour, la, 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 la. No, no, it doesn't work that way, you know? You can't just ignore the Canadian Open, the rank-and-file events out there. You can't just show up when the, you know, when it's party time, the Masters, the U.S. Open, like all the big PGA events, you want to show up for those. But when the Canadian Open's on, we're going to take off. The PGA Tour needs to know that they're going to be able to fill up these PGA events that are not the ones that get guys excited. The Canadian Open, you know, the guys are all saying the right things. Rory always, he won last uh, last time they had the Canadian Open, and uh, they all say the right things, and I'm sure they like it, but it's not the Masters or anything like that. Every one of these guys in the Live Tour wants to have their cake and eat it too, and all that happened today with the PGA Commissioner, Jay Monahan putting this memo out is saying you can't. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Well, I think he's wrong. I, I, I think he's no. wrong. I, I, again, I think they should sit down and go, okay, we, we've, we've got to come up with a plan to work with these guys. Otherwise, Steve, it's going to go, it's going to fall apart. The PGA tour, will it fall apart? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think that lives there yet. I think it should be a wait and see, right? If you're some of those guys, the, 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 where the live tour is smart again is going, uh, you know, if Dustin goes, well, well, maybe I'll do it. Why don't you guys run your tour for a year or two and then see it? So what do they do? They go, no, no. If you're doing it, you're doing it now. And by the way, 100 million, right? So, yeah. so, so I, I, I get what they're doing. I get what they're doing. They said, if we're going to do this, Greg Norman convinced them, you know, that if you're going to do it, here's what you're going to have to do. Um, I, again, Steve, I'm repeating myself, but the PGA Tour should be getting on the phone with Greg Norman going, okay, how do we make this work? How do we, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll send all our PGA guys there for a couple of events. You know, we'll shut down for a couple of weekends, uh, but vice versa that you, you've got to allow all those guys to come, you know, the live guys goes, no problem. You got to let our guys go play over there. Uh, you know? mm-hmm. I, I think that's, what's going to happen. I really do. Is it a, is it a full on freaking merger or something? I don't know, but, but the day's over, Stevie, the day's over, you know, golf is an international event. It's been growing exponentially over the years. Um, and, and, for sure, for sure, this was bound to happen at some point. I don't see the Live Golf Tour getting great ratings. I don't. I. I don't have any interest in it. I might. Walk, I might have a look at it briefly, but they're going to have to hit me with the promotional machine for years and years. And so, you know, again, I think the PGA Commissioner is doing the right thing by kind of putting the foot down, because if you're just going to let guys leave and go make the money and then come back freely back and forth, then they're all going to do it, and the Canadian Opens of the world are going to die. And so I think that this is the best foot forward from a business perspective, just to let guys know that, yeah, go ahead and play in that, but you're not welcome back. You're suspended. And I think the guys that are on the tour right now are going to go, okay, I don't think I want to put all my eggs in that basket now that unless the ratings are bonanza and they really get successful over there, I don't think they're going to get, take the chance anymore of going over to the live tour and risk getting suspended from the PGA tour. Well, here's what's going to happen, Steve. Let's look at the masters. Okay. The most sought after trophy. Okay, arguably, okay. So let's call the Masters. So now what the what what Monahan is doing is saying, okay, you're not allowed to play in our Masters anymore. So now I'm a fan of the Masters, Steve. I'm going, what? No John Rom, no no Dustin Johnson, no whoever else, Steve. In the meantime, who comes along? <clears throat> I'm not watching it. 
Now you're going to lose fans, Stevie. You, you're going to lose fans and, and viewership of the Masters. There's no chance you're not watching the Masters, Jimmy. I'm None. telling you, Stevie, if those guys aren't in it, it's it's going to it's gonna hit them in the ass, man. You know, the other problem, Stevie, with, with what I see as the big problem is to get viewership for Americans to view that live tour is the time change, right? So I watch your European tour event, Steve, when I have insomnia and it comes on live at two in the morning, right? <laughs> so that's going to be a big problem for them. I, I, I see that. But, but to not allow these guys, you're just, Jay, what you're going to say this morning is, yes, we welcome you with open arms to play in any PGA event you want. I, uh, that's what they should do. That's what they should do. He, yeah. th- this thing's going to backfire on him, man, for doing that. For doing that, it's like way, way to go, Jay. Now I'm a, okay. now I'm a sponsor. Now now I'm Cadillac, and so the Cadillac Hartford Open or whatever it is, I'm, you, you know, there's there's 17 minimum today, and there's probably going to be more like 50 shortly. You know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, anyways. I, I just think today dissuades the players from doing it, but uh, you think otherwise, and that's cool. Um, and the 17 players in question, by the way, are Sergio Garcia, Taylor Gooch, Brendan Grace, Dustin Johnson, Matt Jones, Matt, Martin Keimer, Graham McDowell, Phil Mickelson, Kevin Na, Andy Ogletree, Louis Oosteisen, Turk Pettit, Ian Poulter, Charles Schwartzel, Hudson Swafford, uh, Peter Uline, I believe, and Lee Westwood. Those are the 17 that have informed the PGA Tour. They've resigned their membership, and now right. they are officially suspended and that group of 17, there's certainly five names in there where I go, I will miss them. I'd rather watch a PGA event with them in it, but we're nowhere near the stage where I'm going to stop watching PGA action based on uh, that particular group. It would need to probably tw- triple or quadruple before it would affect my TV viewing as a golf fan. Yeah, if you look at the top 10 or 20 guys on the PGA Tour, Steve, if someone like Patrick Cantley steps up and goes, I'm going. Scotty Scheffler, okay, who's mm-hmm. the nuts, who's the number one guy in the world. If these guys make the move, then the PGA is going, ay-yi-yi-yi-yi. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And that's so- like what they're trying to prevent. They're trying to dissuade as much as they can. Anyway, we've uh, talked it to death, and we've killed the first half hour of the show, or the first half of the show on Golf Talk. we got to get some other things as well. We'll come back and uh, talk a little bit about the hockey situation and uh, much more coming up here on the program that's after these words and trying to do nine things at once here. I'll tell you that uh, Jim K Ford is celebrating their 40th year of serving Ottawa. In my opinion, you simply do not last that long in this business without being elite. Jim K Ford has always been family owned and operated their amazing team of pros from sales to services, constantly training and improving to provide you with the best possible customer experience. Do a little shopping today at jimkford.com. Order up your dream vehicle exactly the way you want it. Visit them today at 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans or, again, jimkford.com. Insurance is very expensive, and it's my job to save you money. If you can't save money, why would you buy from me? You have plenty of options, so make me one, and you'll see why. Text QUOTE to 613-860-6008 to get started. We can spend 10 minutes to connect, and I'll email you a personalized quote. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. So let us get on to some hockey talk. You, sounds like your Evander Kane has, uh, well, very much got the possibility in his mind that he might go somewhere else in free agency. When you fire something out on social media, thanking Oilers fans for their support, that sends a pretty loud message that you are wide open to maybe not being an Edmonton Oiler. 
come this fall. He said, thank you to all the fans who supported me this year. Posted this on Twitter, by the way. To everyone who doubted me, I thank you as well. To my Oiler teammates, I appreciate each and every single one of you for welcoming me in and embracing me in such a genuine way. I'm grateful to have had the opportunity to play with such a committed, hardworking group of men. The Oilers are first class with such great staff from top to bottom. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to play for such a historic franchise. To the fans of Edmonton, I thank you for treating my family and I with such a kindness and respect. That sounds like a guy who has Edmonton in his rearview mirror, in my opinion. What about you? Yeah, so that uh, could be, for sure. It sounds like that. But but it also could be, Steve, that, I mean, that guy's career was almost over, right, with, with all the off-ice stuff. And, and maybe it's a guy who looks at it and reflects back on the air going, holy man, I'm lucky. Um, and, and whether he's going to stay with Edmonton or not, I guess time will tell. But there could be a part of him who's doing that too, Steve. Who, who looks back, who's a new guy, right? Who said, man, oh man, you know, I came through that thing with still being able to keep my career when what he's do, what he was doing, Steve, off ice, allegedly, is career-ending shit, you know? Right. It's like, see you later, right? Um, so there, there's that part too, but I, the reason I don't, the reason I don't think he's saying that, Steve, that I'm, that I'm gone, it's just, it's just too early to say that. The only thing I can think of, Steve, is the best way to let people know that you're up for grabs is go public, you know, and, and, and maybe there's part of his agent goes, just, why don't you just jump on there today and thank Edmonton profusely, you know, uh, from the bottom of your heart. And, you know, everyone looks up today and goes, okay. Yeah. It sounds to me like he will go anywhere, <laughs> you know? Well, so. as with our golf talk, it's all about money talks, right? And that's why these guys have gone to the live tour. Not that they have any particular fondness for playing on a different tour that the money is just, it, it's gargantuan, irresistible. Yeah. And, uh, and there's something irresistible as well about the open auction of unrestricted free agency. And that's where Evander Kane has the right to go now. And so I think Evander Kane doesn't lack for confidence. So I just don't see him passing up the open auction to stay in Edmonton. And it's not a great fit for Edmonton either for two reasons. On the one hand, the Oilers, if they're thinking term, which Evander Kane will probably want, and again, with the playoffs he had, he showed he's a star player in the league still. Mm-hmm. So they can't give him term because they're not really sure, I'm sure, about the situation off the ice. If something went wrong, you'd like to have a nice short-term deal like you had this year. If he goes sideways, well, then there's only a one-year deal, no harm, no foul. But if I'm locked into this guy for six or seven, then you're going to have to find a way to weasel out of the contract kind of the way the Sharks did. With uh, four years left in the deal, they they terminated the deal. And so term is a problem for the Oilers, and money will be a problem for the Oilers as well because they have cap issues. Ken Holland right. said today, yeah, if we get you know, $2 million for sure, but pretty sure we're not going to be able to get him at $2 million. So it's about fitting him onto the cap, and I don't know if they have another room you know, with the big ticket items of Dreisaitl and McDavid and now Darnell Nurse, and you're going to need a goalie. You're going to want to get a star right. goalie. I don't know where you're going to fit him him in financially, Evander Kane. Uh, I think they'd like to, but I just don't see it happening. Well, the other thing, Stevie, is he may want out. Okay, let's let's assume uh, that he does, and and one of the reasons may be very legit, Steve. Is so they 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 win the first two rounds of the playoffs. Okay, and now you're looking if you're Evander Kane, going, okay, this could be the real deal this year, right? This this might be the guy, mm-hmm. and then they get crushed. They get absolutely crushed in the third round. And if you look at that, 
you're going to go, you know what? You guys have no shot. You got no shot at winning a Stanley Cup with what's going on here now, right? Colorado, Tampa, these other teams, they, you know, they're going to beat the shit out of you. And, and so maybe he looks at that and goes, yeah, I don't like what's going on here, you know, unless, unless you guys are, I mean, you're not going to build your team around Evander Kane, but, you know, he, he wouldn't be the first guy, right, to go, I, I, I don't think we can win a cup here. I don't think we can win a cup. He's not going to be able to change shit. So he's gracefully saying, I don't think we can win a cup. <laughs> you know? Well, I think it'd be a bad, you know, I mean, I don't think it makes sense for the Oilers. I don't think it makes sense for Kane. And as an analyst, I look at the Oilers situation. Their greatest need is on in goal and then on the blue line. And you can't address those if you're Ken Holland. If you go out and give Evander Kane a eight-year contract worth seven or eight million dollars a year, which he probably would command right now. If you, right. you know, you're in the, again, it's a UFA situation. So it's not just you and Kane, it's you and Kane and the other 31 teams in the league that might be interested in this guy. And I'll leave right. the sense out of that. There's no way they're going out and getting Evander Kane. So oh, we'll yeah, call it 30, we 30 other good. teams. <laughs> Why get someone who's really good? Why would you do that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Cha-ching, cha-ching. Anyway, I just don't think it's a fit, uh, you know, from an analyst standpoint or for either the Kane camp or the Oilers. So I want to talk about Bruce Cassidy, though. He got fired this week, which is a bit of a surprise because mm-hmm. the Bruins had a good season. They had 51 wins, 100 points. They lose in Game 7 to Carolina. So, it was, you know, wasn't like they made fools of themselves. And they told Bruce Cassidy, apparently, that he was good to go. He, uh, he oh. was told he had the status quo situation. So this is the story. Cassidy was given his walking papers earlier this week, despite another largely successful season at the helm. And he told reporters mm-hmm. Thursday that he believed he would retain his position following his mid-May exit meeting when the message from the GM, Don Sweeney, was simply status quo. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of weeks later, instead, Sweeney reportedly showed up at Cassidy's house this past Monday and said, yeah, no, you're not coaching in the final year of your contract. I mean, that's, I don't know. That, that to me is offside. We know coaches are hired to be fired, but you don't do people that way. I, I think that was, I don't know what happened, but it's inexcusable to tell a guy he's safe and good for the summer, cool for the summer, uh, and then just turn around a few weeks later and say, yeah, you're not cool. You're out. Yeah. Uh, so So often, Stevie, we hear... You know uh, these these sort of rude ways that players find out that they're turfed, right? No, I didn't. I didn't hear it. Till I was on TV, or you know, the guy left a voicemail, or he wouldn't do it in person. You know, he told me over the phone, and uh, so I don't. I, there's no good way to ever do it. You know, there's no good way to ever do it. Some guy who does it in person, right? The guy might go, "Fuck! Did he really have to do that in person? Could have he not just phoned me, <laughs> right? So I didn't have the embarrassment of standing in front of him." So there's never a good way to do it, you know. Uh, Bruce will get over it, you know. Bruce will get over it. Speaking of guys who are going to write their own ticket, you know. You know what I mean? Like this guy's like, oh, my God, I blew this job. I'll never get another one. He's going to be knocking the door down. So, Yeah, there's no good way to do it. Getting fired is getting fired. I just don't think you should build someone up to feel confident in their position only to punch them in the face straight after. There may no, it may not be a good way to do it, but there's certainly a bad way to do it, and that was it. It still pales in comparison, Jimmy, to what Florida did to Gerard Gallant. This was I think five years ago, where Gerard mm-hmm. Gallant basically was 
sent packing by Panthers management. Um, and it happened after a game and they basically left him high and dry on the road, basically literally packing. <laughs> there's, right. there's all kinds of pictures of him curbside trying to find his own way home. They didn't let him get back on the plane and they, they just fired him Yeesh. after the game and that was it. So that's a bad way to fire right. a guy. I guess that's a, <laughs> right yeah, that's a bad way. It's not so much yeah. fun there. Yeah. Find your own way home. Yeah, good, good. Try uh, also wanted... I uh, want to talk about uh, superstitions. You know me, I've got a few superstitions, but I don't, I don't take mm-hmm. them that seriously. The superstition of this time of year where the teams that win a conference trophy, in this case, the Colorado Avalanche have done it, the Rangers in Tampa, as we record this, they're tied at two in the East, so they'll have this dilemma as far as superstition goes here in a couple of days. But I'm glad to see the Colorado Avalanche put away the concept of I don't want to touch the championship trophy after we just won. I don't know if you had a chance to see the avalanche after the game. They all got together, kind of milling about, and the camera was really close up on guys like uh, McKinnon and Landeskog, and they all have this confused look on their place, face like, do we touch the trophy here? Once we're presented the trophy, do we touch it? Because the tradition is, the superstition is, that you don't. And they finally... And it was kind of a neat situation because Joe Sackick is the GM of the Avalanche. I mean, right. that guy that guy does everything right, with the exception of maybe snowblower equipment. Doesn't do well with that. Oh, right. But he comes yeah, down right. from the press box, and they're all milling about again. And they see Joe Sackick on the bench, and they go, oh, let's go ask Joe. And it was amazing the reverence and deference they had for Joe Sackick there. They go over, what do we do? What do we do? And you could see Joe Sackick mouthing the words, yeah, Go touch it. Go go get it. Damn right you touch there we it. Go. Yeah. Sure. And so they did, and it was great. It's it's to me, it's a long, long overdue thing to put away that particular superstition. You have just beaten 15 really good teams in the Western Conference. You just smacked them down all season long. This is your moment. Just and not to mention you have at least a week off. You just swept your opponent. Like, go nuts. Touch that thing. Spoon right. that thing, dry hump that thing. Like stop it with this pr- stupid tradition. Yeah, I agree. You know, if you ever took a deep dive into superstitions, Steve, you're you're, you're going to find that guys had success doing the absolute opposite. So right. I, I I agree. I agree. You know, it's like it's like, oh my god, I can't believe you just said. I hope he gets a shutout. Right? Is the taboo thing right, Stevie? Yeah, halfway through the third, you know, or five minutes left in the third. I can't believe you said that. You're going to jinx the guy, right? Well, I can show you a thousand examples where I've said it before, and the guy got a shutout. So, yeah. I mean, superstition itself is a sketchy thing to start with, but you'd think that something like this would have stemmed from a coincidence, right? The coincidence of the superstition. Like, for a while there, there was a legitimate stat line to the SI cover jinx you appear on the right. cover of sports right. illustrated and and things went badly very quickly of course that's nonsense it's coincidence but right. there was there was some level of fuel for the superstition because it did seem to be going in that direction and of course you'd find mm-hmm. lots of guys who appeared on the cover gretzky appeared on the cover his life appears to be going fairly swimmingly last i checked mm-hmm. even now years after his retirement so but in this case Everybody who takes part in this superstition, it's a hundred. It's it's a, it's fifty 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 every time. Yeah, you, know, you you you, you, you right. Right. two teams do it, they don't touch. 
and they go into a cup final, only one wins. So it's a 50% failure rate across the board. At some right. stage, somebody needed to wake up and go, there's not even any superstitions are kind of lame to start with, and there's not even really any merit to this one. So who knows where it all started. Here, here's, a, here's a couple superstitions that the Oilers should have abided by, Stevie. Okay? What's that? Okay? Don't touch. Don't. Mike Smith, don't touch the puck. Okay? All right? <laughs> don't touch the puck. Pull the RV. Okay? Here's a, here's a superstition you should do. Touch the puck. Okay? Touch the puck. One oh. might argue Mike Smith could, would have been better off. Uh, you know, I know you're talking about stick handling, but uh, yeah. Colorado missed him. With the puck a lot, he would like to have gotten a few more touches on the puck as far as saves go. Well, that too. Yeah. Here's a superstition. When the puck's behind the net, don't touch it. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. When they're throwing it at you, touch it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's call it a day right there, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you enjoyed the show and enjoy your evening. And uh, don't forget our website is stevewproject.com. Anything you want to know about the show, chances are it is there, including our contact information. All right, we'll call it quits right there, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy your weekend. Or not your weekend, I'm jumping ahead. Enjoy your evening, and we'll talk to you in our next episode. Good night, everybody. We'll see you.